Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are here at the Cisco Tony Cuevas. I'm Cisco Champions with uh, CDI Southeast. And today I have Paul Giblin from. Introduce uh, yourself. Hi, Tony. I'm Paul Giblin. I'm with Presidio. I work out of the uh, Philadelphia Metro. I'm a senior solutions architect and a fellow Cisco champion. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> so, you're a senior solutions architect. Uh, give me some more information and let our viewers know exactly what does that do, what, like what, what does that entail? What's pretty much almost so, like uh, your daily job. Solutions architect is a fancy name for pre-sales engineer. Got it. So I meet with my customers and I help them navigate through the, uh, the, the challenges that can come along with new technology, help them understand these and help them, uh, you know, typically you know, Cisco kit or partners kit, uh, along with uh, in-house solutions that we develop at Presidio and uh, adding professional services to it as necessary. Good, good. All right, I understand that. And what's your like your main focus, what's your specialization? Like, what do you focus on mainly? Mostly? So I have a CCIE in collaboration, which used to be voice before I upgraded it. So I focus very heavily on that, but I also do some work with route switch and security and wireless. Gotcha. Awesome. And a growing focus on development. Excellent. Yeah, I myself, uh, I'm a... The practice lead for collaboration and networking, so I do pretty much the same thing you do, uh, where I'm doing a lot of designing, uh, a lot of a lot of meetings with the sales people, uh, with our sales engineers, and also with our sales uh, uh, people as well. Uh, meeting with clients, meeting with customers, and then also sometimes, since I'm practically, I also have to lead a team as well too. And whenever the whenever a deal gets sold, then I have to lead out say, okay, this is how this implementation needs to go. Um, so I think I want to focus collaboration side of it. What do you see nowadays on the collaboration suites um, that your customers are asking for? Is it more more on-prem? Are you converting them to cloud? Or I, I see a lot of customers are traditional telephony shops where they have on-premise deployments, Cisco deployments, or they could be even older. Like, throw up some some uh, uh, big X's here, uh, Avaya worlds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have some uh, some customers that are stuck to the cloud, and that and a lot of Cisco Spark as well. Um, but I'm still seeing a lot of on-prem stuff, to be honest. A lot of folks are still upgrading as they try and figure out what the new world looks like with things like Cisco Spark out there. Right now, what do you think is there? Uh, why do you think they're not jumping on the bandwagon? Is it because do you think that what I'm finding sometimes is that? I have a lot of customers and clients out there that they already have so much investment on on-prem and that moving over to the cloud, it, they don't want to, they don't want to, well, they don't feel, I guess, that their ROI is going <laughs> to. Sure, sure. So I, I think that a lot of my customers had been that way. And I, I think that conversation is really changing with Cisco announcing FlexPlan and, you know, taking the ability to have your 
perpetual licensing that you used to buy for on-prem and, and turning that into a subscription and kind of enabling customers to have it both ways. Uh, I think really is that a lot. Uh, but I, I think there's also some in the cloud right now, especially with Cisco having Spark, but then also announcing you know an intent to acquire Broadsoft, which is in you know quiet period right now of information. Correct. Uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a holdup. Understood. I'm seeing sometimes where that uh, a lot of customers that they don't want to go that route yet on the with, the with Spark because they are call centers, so they don't want can't handle the amount like that call the amount of call volume that you'd get from like a 300, 400 agent call center. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Spark Air is great, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah, it's not that at all. So, like you mentioned before about the Broadsoft, who knows, we'll see how that, where that takes that. Yeah, I'm really excited. When I heard about that, I started jumping up and down for joy. It's, it's, this <laughs> is good. I'm excited to see how Cisco brings that into the fold. Uh, you know, Cisco is an acquisition machine, and uh, I think historically they've done very, very well with that. But there's some products that have been... Uh, you know, left to kind of operate in their own vacuum. Uh, Meraki's a, a great example of that. I think even WebEx itself uh, has, has been a historical example of that where they weren't necessarily folded in. They're definitely Cisco branded and they're definitely Cisco products, but uh, they, they have a good deal of autonomy to continue to do what they do best. And I think if Broadsoft goes that way, which I expect that it will, we'll see some kind of convergence between Spark and that, which, uh, again, is all speculation because nothing's been announced, but right. that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I understand, I understand. You mentioned before that you said that you, that you do have some customers that are going to Spark. How are you getting them to Spark? I, I like, think, well, let me rephrase this a bit. How are you leading them, or what are they are they coming to you for it? Because they've heard, like... You know, because they've heard like the buzzword out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I have customers that are coming to me because they've seen my video out on YouTube. Uh, that's that's one way they're coming in. They've they've seen it and now they're curious, um, which is uh, which is great. Account managers are obviously out there and they're talking to customers about this stuff and uh, doing some education. Um, but I, I'm bringing it up in conversation as well. I think there's a couple of places that Spark is a fantastic fit. Um, you know, one of those being as a you know a way to bring video into an enterprise without a mountain of investment in on-prem infrastructure. I think that use case is fantastic. I, I think it's really powerful and uh, great. Um, you know, especially with the continuing evolution of hybrid, uh, is is just you know really cool tech. And then with messaging as well, I think um, the market is finally starting to understand the team messaging concept. Uh, even if they haven't had experiences with Spark, uh, a lot of developers now have experience with Slack or they have experience with Teams. So it's very prominent and Spark is a very strong offering in that space and it continues to get better over time and, and you know, I know there's some things that are coming down the pipeline that we know about that we can't talk about right now <laughs> but uh, you know, bring us to an parity with some of the deficiencies that have been there uh, over the last year and help us drive Spark that much harder. Right. So I'm going I'm to ask you a question here that I've gotten many times from how you take it. I get Spark. I understand it. I have Jabber. Why do I need two IM clients? <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a few different answers to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit on a couple of the facets. I, I I know, it's unfair, but I, know. I get it all the time. It's not unfair be, at all. I have to so. deal with that question. Yeah. So for me, I, I look at Jabber as point-to-point -point messaging tool and nothing more than that. 
So Jabber right. can also be a soft phone, and Jabber can tie into WebEx, and Jabber can you know be a visual voicemail tool, and that's that's all great. Um, you know, it's almost like Jabber tries to be your cell phone that sits on your PC, which is cool. I think uh, Multiline might even have been announced recently, which is yeah, which is I that's coming in in uh, Jabber twelve. I'm Hopefully, mistaken. that's public, so we don't have to cut it out of this broadcast. But no, it's public. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's great. It's public. We're good. <laughs> So, you know, there's, there's a lot of functionality, but it all ties back to the on-prem world and a traditional way of working. And I think uh, here at Cisco Live Europe, that's been one of the, the themes of the whole show is transforming the way you work. And, and Spark is built to do exactly that. Right. In Jabber, you're going to reach out to individuals one at a time, and it can do group messaging, but it's kind of poor, and the persistence of group messaging data is, and even just for convenience, is lackluster at best. Um, with Cisco Spark, everything is organized around the concept of a team of individuals to work for, which I think is really, really powerful. So. With Jabber, if you want somebody else, you need Federation, 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 which is, is possible, and it, you know, it works. But Spark makes it easy, really easy to do. From, even if they're clients who are signing up with Gmail accounts, can participate in Spark Spaces and be part of a team and contribute. Um, having that information all in one place is also great, so it's, it's fantastic as a briefing tool. Frank, if you work on a team or join, maybe you... Uh, get rid of one temp because they're not working out and you got to bring somebody else new in, you can get somebody up to speed very, very quickly just by adding them to a Spark space. That person can go back through the history of the space, even though they had a conversation, and read everything that's been said up until a point. And by doing that, they can bring themselves up to speed on the nature of the project at hand, which I think is a really, really powerful use case. Great explanation. Great, great, great explanation. Yeah, I, uh, I have... I get those challenges sometimes too with, with customers, and I have to bring them to one. Uh, Spark is more like one to many, and plus I also uh, um, invite uh, not not invite them, but I also um, bring forth to them about the video aspect of it, because even though Jabber can do video, Spark can do a lot more with video, and since it ties in with WebEx, I think it's great. Yeah, and I, I think as that continues to become a tighter, tighter, tighter integration, yeah. it's going to improve uh, today or yesterday. We just learned about the uh, tie-in with personal rooms and the ability right. to join your personal room from your Spark client and, and share that with other individuals. just makes using WebEx and Stu, and that's what Spark was designed around, was trying to make things easy for the end user because if you have to explain it to the end user... The end user isn't going to adopt it. They're not going to use it. It's going to be a, no, a you, pretty big failure. So making it simple for that end user product is, is very important. Right, because it's all about the end user experience. They don't care about how what happens in the back end. They just want to be able to click, something fires up, or something, you know, boom, I'm in a video conference. I'm in a room. Things like that. I always I, I find sometimes myself that I uh, lead with WebEx, and then that's how I drag, drag along like Spark with my customers and clients. Yeah, I, I, I do, do a fair lot. bit of that as well. Spark um, doesn't do yet. Correct. Uh, you know, and, and WebEx is a better fit. Uh, you know, some of the, the centers are obvious use cases there, so uh, you're not going to use Spark for a CEO's town hall meeting that's being broadcast out to 1,000 employees. You need event center for that kind of thing. Correct. Right. And there's a lot of folks who have and are used to the traditional experience, and, and WebEx is a much larger business uh, today. You know, Spark continues to grow, but WebEx is still, you know, the 500-pound gorilla in the market. 
So I have WebEx, wear it, and then using that as a way to introduce Spark to customers as well, because obviously they get entitlements. Excellent, excellent. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, well, I'm going to go one, try, um, I'll talk about another thing. Integrations and bots. Are you finding that customers and clients are grasping that, that they have a need for it, or are they more just like kicking the tires a bit and thinking, eh, I'm not sure, or are you or are they getting more involved? Do they have, well, do your customers and clients even have a development team on their staff? So I, I service, a, lot I service a pretty broad range of clientele. So right. I, I work with everybody from, you know, kind of your medium business to your larger business to full-on enterprise clients. And I find that enterprise clients are, are oftentimes the ones who have dedicated development staff where they're building their own in-house apps anyway. Right. Um, but what I, I am finding in those clients is that a lot of times they haven't really grasped at the concepts of DevOps yet. So the collaboration teams might not necessarily really know how to communicate with those developers. So that's something that I'm also trying to push uh, pretty heavily. So here at Cisco Live Europe, um, you've seen out, out here, DevNet Zone. Everything's all about dev, 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 DevOps, DevOps, DevOps. And they actually have a lot of booths in there and a lot of sessions in there that integrate Spark and, de, you know, and DevNet with a lot of integrations. What, are you, what have you found here this week that you're going to take back and try to evangelize, I say, to your customers and clients or to your, to your peers? I think a lot of it is is really just how easy it is to get started. Uh, I have videos and, and out. I've mentioned that I'm not really a developer. I, I think of myself as a hacker. I can code a little <laughs> bit, but I, I'm not I'm not a pro at it. But I think the thing that's away from DevNet for years is that anyone can do this. Anyone can code. It is approachable, and, and you know that's and you know the ability to code against Spark APIs. It, it speaks to IT at, at large movement that, that expands beyond that. If you look at some of the things that are coming out now, like Apple uh, re releasing, uh, you know, uh, coding tricks uh, with my own daughters where they pop open the iPad and they're able to write code <laughs> to get, uh, you know, get, get a little avatar to move around an environment and, right. you know, get people thinking that way. There's so many programs out there. Um, so, you know, that, that's the thing that I really take away and, and try and get everyone else to understand is don't be intimidated by development get involved development you're going to need it it's a new world order and it's all organized around development i agree and spark <laughs> i agree because i come back from i'm back uh my background is you know like a cli cli you know things like the yeah. command line from route switch uh like hopping on uh, you know doing like ios and everything and now i come to uh, cisco live and i'm seeing all the devnet and i'm like okay now i guess i think start thinking about like python or something like github <laughs> so it's a whole new world for me but I'm right. Like, see, that's the uh, future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm actually in the process right now of developing a whole video series on just how to use Git, and and you know, GitHub is kind of a cloud service for that. But I, I run into that, uh, you know, frequently where people don't understand Git, which is kind of foundational to development. Right. And it's it's just a version control system, but it you know requires Linux CLI that people are unfamiliar with, and and you know some of the concepts are a little foreign. So just that, uh, you know, putting out videos out there to help people get acquainted. That's great. That actually sounds great. So I'm actually going to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know as soon as they're released. <laughs> as soon as it's released. Paul, I appreciate you, appreciate you being here. Um, to wrap things up here, I think the um, 
anyone who's out here for Cisco Live, uh, Europe, or any of the future Cisco Lives, uh, DevNet, get involved. Spark. Sign up to be a Spark ambassador. Anything else that you want to chime in on? Or? No, I really think uh, you kind of hit it on the head there. Um, e- even if you're not attending a Cisco Live event, whether it's in the Europe or uh, Australia or the U.S. or Asia Pack, DevNet offers that anybody can get into online, and a lot of them do center around Spark. So if you're a collab person, start looking at this stuff now. Right. Um, you know, uh, things like the DevNet Sandbox are out there, the DevNet Learning Labs. A lot of the content that you can consume here at Cisco Live is also available at uh, I'd also recommend that, that people check out the Cisco Live virtual videos. So a lot of the presentations that people are delivering here at Cisco Live are available for you to consume, like Git and, uh, you know. And Python and everything. Yeah, Python. exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually sat through a couple of things uh, this week about that, too. And also, too, just to put out there, uh, DevNet is not just focused on collaboration. It's also networking, ACI, IoT. So if you go to the, to Dev, the DevNet site, it's, it's everything. SDN, SD-WAN, it's all out there. Yep. yep. All right. Thanks for thanks for joining me, Paul. Uh, Tony, uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, that's a wrap. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.